I don't know what to do. I know what my body wants to do, but it's not right. I didn't come here for this, even if I secretly wanted it to happen. Yes, this is why I wore my most seductive business attire. This is why I spent hours in front of the mirror, making sure I looked perfect. This is what played through my head the entire drive over to his house. It's not what I actually expected to happen, though. Already my breathing is becoming unsteady. My body is on edge. Just the feel of his hand on my face. It's like the skin-to-skin contact is pumping an aphrodisiac into me. I'm having the most difficult time keeping focused, remembering that I'm here on business. Dr. Reddick, I have a job to do, I tell him, though the resolve in my voice is weak, and I don't try to pull away. You don't learn very well, do you? His words are like a slap to the face. He's politely calling me stupid, and he's looking at me with such disappointment that it pushes my arousal back. I want to pull away from him. I want to tell him that the consultation is over, and he can seek out one of our competitors. But then I think about Tyra and Derek. They're both so hopeful that I'll do a good job and land Lucian as a client. And if I do, the benefits could be life-changing. I'd definitely get a bonus and maybe even a raise. Not only that, but the company would likely get more high-profile clientele. This isn't just about me. What I do in the next few moments affects the lives of so many people. Can I really afford to be selfish and refuse him? I get it. You want me to call you, sir. I'll call you, sir, if that's what pleases you. I try to bite back the disdain in my voice. We're not at flesh anymore. The little role-play where he owned me was supposed to have ended there. You have no idea what would please me, Amy. He brushes his thumb over my lips. The gentle touch, coupled with the intensity of his gaze, is enough to start stripping my resolve away. He's so ridiculously handsome, and so good with his words. I feel like a prisoner to my own desires, unable to escape. A large part of me doesn't want to escape. That same part of me desperately wants to know what would please him. Just when I think there's no more space between us, he moves even closer. His hand releases my chin, and he strokes my cheek with the back of his fingers. His lips hover over mine, his head slightly tilted. My eyes fall to his mouth. He's teasing me, knowing I want to kiss him. It's annoying how well he has a read on me. Perhaps he remembers from last night. This is the worst type of teasing, the kind that makes me want to pounce on him, wrap my legs around his hips, and dive into an hour-long make-out session, worshipping those perfect lips of his. I can't do that, though. He's made it clear that everything that happens between us is on his terms. I'm just a doll to him, a toy to be played with. It infuriates me and arouses me at the same time the thought of being used by such a beautiful, powerful man. His eyes scan over my face, staying hooded with lust. I wait for him to kiss me, but he doesn't. Instead, he looks down, blatantly ogling my cleavage. He drops his hand to trace the plummeting neckline of my blouse, his fingers stopping right between my breasts. Do you always dress this sexy for consultations? Score. He does think I look good. Mission accomplished. Time spent in the mirror? Well worth it. 
I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, sir. I play coy. You're such a liar. He smiles at me, and I feel a surge of desire about to bowl me over. He's attractive when he's trying to seduce me, but he's absolutely stunning when he smiles. And you're such a flirt. I see a small window of opportunity to break a spell, and I take it, turning around to step farther into the room.